What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Bench Hockey. Today I am rolling solo. Trev is taking some much-needed uh, personal time after studying his butt off the last couple weeks for the LSAT that he just took, so um, he's not going to be joining us today. Uh, today we have a special guest, Alex Carrier of the Adirondack Thunder, who also used to play for the Utah Grizzlies, which I'm excited about. So. Alex, thanks for joining us. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for thanks for having me. So before we get started, I want to give us a brief rundown of your career, teams you've played for, where you've been, what you've done. I mean, I've played for played for a lot of team pro, uh, but prior to that, uh, I, you know, grew up in grew up in a small town back in back in Quebec. So. Um, pretty much, I was pretty much born with skates on my feet. Uh, just from there, just hockey, uh, minor hockey uh, throughout um, until midget, and then uh, got drafted major junior uh, in Baldor. Uh, played there for three years, and um, instead of going back for my last year, I decided to try to play in Europe. So I just I went to uh, I went to Salzburg to play for Red Bull for a year, and that was uh, that was a really amazing experience. So usually we jump right into hockey news, which there is a lot of hockey news with Phase Three. Um, but man, I, I'm I'm hearing rumors you got in a fight in a penalty box when you were with Utah. <laughs> I, uh, I did. <laughs> what's I the did. story there? <laughs> so I mean, just a normal game like. Um, the, you know, the Western division, like the mountain division is pretty, pretty tough, like play physical, they're bigger guys. Uh, so we were playing in Colorado, Colorado was pretty, pretty wild crowd. And, you know, they had a pretty tough team at that point. They had Bootland and they had Sedeo, they had Mitchin. I mean, they had a lot of tough guys. So during the game, um, I just got into, just got into a fight with, uh, Tegan Zahn and, you know, I was on my, I was in the penalty box, just gathering my stuff and just waiting for my five minutes to go down. And one of my teammates, John Pushgard, got a, got a penalty for roughing. I think it was delayed game, something like that. And he got after it with uh, Michael Sedeo. Uh, after the whistle, they were just chirping back and forth. And at some point, uh, Pushgard was standing right at the door of the penalty box and was still screaming at uh, Michael Sedeo. And I don't know what happened. I, I guess if it, it, it flicked the switch and Sadeo decided to jump in the penalty box and start punching uh, my teammate Pushkar. So obviously I'm right there and I'm shocked of what I'm, what I'm witnessing. And I'm just like, Oh, well might as well just join the, join the pack. So just jump in there, starting throwing fists and you know, the ref like didn't know what to do. They didn't know what, to, like how to handle it. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure none of them have ever seen or ever, ever experienced like something like that. So, um, it came to an end while like Pushkar was on, like on the floor of the penalty box, like sitting on top of it. I'm in the corner of the glass, not knowing what's going on. And then one of the fans threw beer at me, like out of nowhere. So <laughs> that was, uh, that was probably one of the craziest experiences like hockey experience I've ever had. Uh, but I mean, it's good for, uh, 
good for a good story. And that was in Colorado, not Utah, it, right? No, it was in Colorado, not Utah. It, it never something like that would never happen in Utah. But say, Colorado, we, for some reason, was uh, was a pretty wild crowd. I mean, they're really good fans. I, I have to say, but I mean, it's it's it, it, it came to uh, it, it went pretty wild. Yeah, we got good fans over at the Maverick Center. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I, I had had a good time playing there. I remember, um, you know the the jersey auctions were always wild like people were throwing a lot of money like at good causes so mm -hmm. uh, people were really supportive that the of the team a really good fan base and uh, i mean it's a good it's a good place to play it's a great place to play i mean there's it's a beautiful city um and you know the, the fans are really great too so i i was really i was really grateful to be to have the chance to play there so from utah you went to um adenock or was there a team in between Oh, oh God. I, I played for many teams in between that. Uh, from I'm Actually, that season I played for three different teams. Um, I started in Adirondack, got traded to Utah, played there for a little bit, and then got traded to Orlando. Uh, they were going on a trip to Colorado for three games and then uh, to Alaska for three games. So they just picked me up on the way. I ended up going back. Uh, playing against Colorado just the weekend after we were just there and I, that penalty box incident <laughs> happened. So it was, you know, it was kind of wild, but, uh, but after that, I ended up in, uh, uh, good Lord, I can't remember, can't remember where I went after that. I, I'm telling you, I've played for so many different teams uh, throughout my career that, and it, it was, it was a, it was a long way back. Um, but I think it was Wheeling. Yeah, it was Wheeling with Virginia, the, the, the last team that year that I played for. Um, and then played for, uh, played for Atlanta, played for uh, Texas, Allen, and then now I've been playing three years for, uh, for the Adirondack Thunder. So pretty, uh, pretty happy to be here. That's where I, that's where I met my wife. That's where, you know, her family's all from here. So, and it's close, the, probably the closest place uh, from home, um, yeah. you know, for my family to come down and watch. So that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. And you just recently signed for your third year. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. I just recently signed. I think it was last week. So uh, the coach are, are in good terms and like we came to an agreement and like I'm really pumped for, for going back there. Well, congrats. I'm sure your wife's very happy. She doesn't have to pack up and head to no. another state. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've, we've done enough of that. Like it's nice to have a, a foot down somewhere and at least like not having to pack anything. Um, so, and plus we just stay in our, uh, in our apartment that we rent during the during the summer anyway so uh, the team is paying for you know for for us to stay here during the season so that's pretty that's pretty awesome too yeah that's that's got to be tough with everything going on what uh what have you kind of been doing to stay in shape for uh, this last few months i'm fortunate enough like we rent one of our family members uh basement uh, and like they have a two-bedroom like full kitchen you know they, they have a it, it's pretty much a two-bedroom apartment but in the basement of a like eight bedroom house so uh and in the uh basement section like another uh section of the house there's uh there's an actual gym in there so uh and i just borrowed some weights and bars from uh, from the rank to you know be able to work out like trap uh, deadlift bar uh, weights and free weights as well. So I was able to 
stay in shape and made a big purchase uh, by purchasing a Peloton as well. Got on, the, got on got the a, Peloton ride. Got on that train, huh? <laughs> yeah, I got on that train. I, I've seen so many, uh, so many commercials on the internet and just a lot of people, a lot of friends that, uh, that have told me a lot of good things about it. So, and cardio is probably like the worst thing to do. Like, you know, as an athlete, like cardio is not fun. Like, you know, you're running, you're biking, like for a certain amount of time and you're just sweating. So it, it can get boring pretty fast. So like, at least with Peloton, you have, you have an instructor like right in front of you. He's, you know, he's pushing you, like depending on like what instructor you're choosing, but at least like you got someone to push you and like, you, he's giving you like, uh, he's giving you like the speed and he's giving you the resistance that while like, like throughout the, the, throughout the workout. So throughout the ride. So that, that, that's pretty, it's pretty awesome. And you burn a lot of calories and, you know, it makes, it makes cardio fun which has never been before. So, yeah, they're super interactive. So, all right. Well, today was a big day in the NHL world. They started a uh, phase three. So teams of what I think it was like 56 or 52 were actually able to start um, skating together. What are your thoughts on one, the, the start of phase three, but two, I mean, I guess we can lead that right into this, this whole playoff scenario. I mean, of course, it's really unusual. Like something like that would probably never happen again. Like, I mean, I really hope never. so. <laughs> I <laughs> never. Really, I really hope. I really hope it never happens again. But I mean, as long as the players are safe, like they're keeping themselves like under like strict restrictions with, you know, not trying not to spread it or like not to contract it, like and not spreading it to their teammates. I think. I think it it's not a bad thing. And it, it, it gets like, it just creates like a lot of hopes for, you know, future in the future um, for hockey, not, not just at the NHL level, but the American league, the East coast hockey league, and also in Europe, like it, it just creates a little, little bit of hope for all the athletes that there might be like, there's a, there's a better chance of having like a, an actual season next year. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting for the playoffs. I, I have to say like, I'm pretty excited about like the, the playoff format and like how they're going to play that little run Robin first and, and how they're going to qualify. And like, after that, it's going to be like the, the elimination round. So I, I don't know. I'm pretty curious about it, but I, I'm kind of excited about it. As, as an elite athlete at that level, do you think, you know, having the last, three months. I mean, a lot of them went back home to, you know, Sweden, Canada, wherever they're from. Do you think, you know, the first game is, is August 1st, I believe is the first game. Yeah. And yeah. today being July 13th was the first day they were able to skate as a full team. Obviously they were doing small groups prior, but is three weeks. Do you like, I mean, you skate at that level. Do you think that's enough to actually get your legs reconditioned, get your team back together and, and actually play playoff hockey not just hockey but playoff hockey yeah I mean it's not obviously it's not going to be the same playoff hockey that we're, we're used to like of course in the past like they had a full 82 game season and then boom like you go into playoffs and like the playoff mentality that kicks in but you know like with that little pause that you know from uh, the COVID-19 until like, you know, right now, like reinstating the whole uh, playoff format and everything. Um, 
of course it of course all the athletes that are going to be involved into like the the the, the new playoffs uh, the new playoff format is get, are not going to be as at their top but uh i've been told that a lot of like pretty much all the teams that were going to be part of that playoff t- format like ask their players not to leave and like make sure that they stay in shape because they never uh verbally said that the season was over so like there was all there was always still a chance that the the they were still going to resume uh the, mm-hmm. the either the season or they're going to go straight to the playoffs or there, there's going to be like some uh you know some progress into like moving into like going back to play so uh you know i i got in touch with a couple of guys that are in the nhl right now that you know told me that they were still working out as you know as they would during the season or like in the off season like keeping in shape just in case because you know you never know at that point like nobody knew like what was going to what was going to happen so um i'm i'm assuming they're still in pretty good shape but of course they're not as in a as good of a shape that they probably would if the the season didn't stop for for a little bit right so as far as the players let me pull it up cuz i have it somewhere but i believe there was five players maybe it was four players that opted out of the playoffs um you know for whatever reasons so th- so it was one two three four five six so travis hamannick from calgary Sven archie from vancouver i don't know if i said that right sorry if i did not roman Polak from dallas mike green from edmonton edmonton Stephen Camper from Boston and Carl Alsner from Montreal. You know, for whatever reason, they decided to opt out. Um, do you think that could be at all detrimental to their careers, or do you think it's a wise move? I I don't think it. I don't think it's going to have an effect on their career. I mean, if it does, I think it's a. You know, it's a. It's pretty low, like as like judgment, like when you talk about like safety and like you know mm-hmm. safety of your family as well like putting your family as at risk i know there's a lot of uh like some of those players like travis Eminem, like he has like some family issues so i we don't know like the full content of it but i mean there's sometimes there's more than hockey in in life uh, oh, it's, yeah. it's 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 weird to say that has a hockey player say that but i mean in 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 this unusual like circumstances like you got to think about your family and like safety. Like you don't want to, you don't want to spread it. You don't want to contract it. Like it's, it's, there's still a lot of unknown about this whole virus. So like they like opting out, like, I don't think it was like a, a bad move if they felt like that they weren't, they weren't right. Or like they, they didn't feel safe, like going back into like that kind of environment. Now, how upset do you think they will be if their team wins the cup? <laughs> I don't know if they're. I don't know if they're gonna get the ring or not. If yeah. but um, I mean that's gonna be something they're gonna have to take care of. We'll talk their about, team will never let them live that down. I know. I mean, I wouldn't. Nope. And then uh, also, you know, we'll see what comes of it. I'm sure more news will come in the upcoming days. But um, first day of practice, uh, Corey Crawford from Chicago they said he was unfit to play for whatever reason. So is he, we don't know if he's going to be, they didn't really say anything more to that. They said it's unknown right now if he's going to be on the road with the team. So we're not even sure if he's going to be playing and it was only day one of practice. So I don't know if maybe he was showing symptoms. 
because they, you know they're getting tested like every single day from what yeah. I hear. Well, they, they have to, I mean, it's safety first, but I mean, it could be, it could be performance wise too. Like if, if the guy didn't, didn't work out or like didn't, didn't keep, uh, keep a shape, you know, could have an effect on, on the whole team. And like, you don't want to put your team in, in that kind of a situation. If there's a goalie that have been working out and like hasn't, hasn't, you know, has done everything right since the, since the, the whole virus thing happened. But I mean, we can, it's all speculations too. Like we, we have no idea like what exactly is going on like between those doors. Um, but I mean, if, if he tested positive, I mean, it's the right, right move, uh, you know, to keep him out of the, keep him out of the team. So he doesn't spread it. Of course. I mean, as you know, a GM or a team owner, you also got to protect the rest of your organization and your team, of course. So, yeah, of course, it. It, of course, Crawford is pretty big, pretty big part pretty big piece in that team you know it's 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 a goalie you're a goal, number one goalie you're going into the playoffs it's you know it's it's a big deal but i mean if if it's a if it's a safety issue i don't think there's anything they can do about it and i think that the biggest smart move yeah absolutely um so let's backtrack a little bit back to your league has there been any talk of you guys getting back on the ice of the start of the regular season or are they still playing it by ear if this thing calms down? Um, I mean, as of right now, uh, there's not there's nothing concrete, you know, as if there's going to be a season, or like when it's going to start, if it starts. But, I mean, they haven't said that there's not going to be a season. So, like, at least there's that positive, uh, that positive point. Uh, I've been told that it might go – it might start in November, maybe mid-November, like end of November. Uh, but those are just, you know, rumors and speculations. We still have no concrete evidence that there's going to be a season, like it's going to start on time or if it's going to start later, like if there's going to be a shorter season, you know, like the, we don't, we have no idea what's going, what's going to happen with that. Uh, but I mean, there's still the hope that we'll, we'll have a season and we'll, we'll be able to play. Hope so. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was pretty direct when they, they didn't drag it out or anything. You know, the NHL suspended it and we're like, we don't really know ECHLs. All right, we're done. Everyone <laughs> go home. <laughs> I think, what was it? March 13th or something? They March, March 16th. Uh, we were, we were actually go, we were actually going on a trip to Brampton. Uh, we were at the rink. Everybody was there in their tracksuit. All our bags were packed and we, you know, our coach came in, Alex Lowe, and he was like, hey, uh, just stay put. I just heard some news from uh, the ECHL and, like, the American League and the NHL that, you know, uh, we might suspend the, the remaining of the season, but, like, we haven't, you know, we have, we're not sure yet. So, like, just stay put, like, stay here. We're, we're not going to leave yet, and we'll make sure that, you know, it's safe to cross the border or, like, go back to, uh, you know, go play over there. And next thing you know like probably an hour later we were all like sitting there just waiting and then you just said that yeah the league the league canceled uh, the rest of the season and like everything everything ends today pretty much the season is over that, that was it as as quick as that it's probably a very emotional day that's got to be super upsetting <laughs> well i mean it was it was a lot of questions you know like like okay like we still had, I think it was a month, 
like well, a little bit less than a month, like probably like three weeks to the season and then like playoffs, like guys were still like, you know, in a uh, playoff mentality, like trying to get either getting a spot in the playoffs or like securing your spot or like making sure that you get in the playoffs with like the right attitude and like with a winning streak or something like that. And then that had a sudden just boom, nothing. It's done over. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of a shock for everybody. Like nobody knew exactly what, what to do now like it was we march 16th like the season's never been that short before um so a lot of guys just stayed around a little bit and then just came, went back to their uh respective uh, hometown yeah so let's go into a little bit of off season you mentioned you were doing something um there with the city council trying to help out your team uh yeah i'm I'm trying to collaborate with the uh, the coalition, like the the people that are uh, the ownership of the team, to create kind of a a player internship uh, with companies around around the the city, around the town, um, because we all know that you know hockey doesn't last forever, and obviously you need like a plan B, like that for for what's going to come after hockey. So I teamed up with like one one you know, I'm in process of like teaming up with like one of the coalition uh, owner, uh, his name is Kevin Mahoney. And uh, we're trying to implement a uh, internship. So players like, you know, in the afternoon, like we, we usually at the rank from seven until probably like one, two in the afternoon. So like we have a lot of time after that, like in the afternoon. So if, and it's all, uh, if you want to, like, it's not, uh, to say like it's not mandatory like it's totally like optional if you want to do it you can it's it will be there but if not like that's that's totally your choice uh but i think you know once hockey is over like you didn't get that experience in the field that you probably studied in or like you want to you want to be working in so having like maybe an hour or two like once in like you know once or twice a week like can help like getting some knowledge getting like getting your foot in the getting your foot into like the field that you want to work in eventually. So trying to get like a, you know, unpaid internship because of course it can't, um, that can't be like a conflict of interest with the league. Mm -hmm. Like, so like teams like don't use that to get better players. So like they pay them more, you know? So of course it's going to be an unpaid internship, but like it's working really hard with the chamber of commerce of Glens Falls uh, where, you know, the team, team is located um to make it happen for the upcoming season um but yeah it's a slow process of course there's some you know it goes from the from the bottom it has to go to uh to the top of the ladder like to make sure that everything gets approved and like everything is in regulation so um still still in process but we're we're making baby steps i think it's a great idea i mean like you said it's not going to last forever what uh what's what's your plan b have you thought about what you want to do after hockey yeah um i'm currently studying finance actually in the online school so um just that i have a lot of time like during the season and of course during the off season i have more time so just working out and uh studying that's pretty much what i've been doing for (laughs) for most of my summer so far since the since the whole season ended um but yeah, eventually I'm going to work in finance somewhere. Um, that's, that's where my, the idea of uh, getting an internship, like getting some experience like on 
the actual field that I'm going to be working after a season after the hockey is over, like came up uh, when I went to lunch with uh, the uh, coalition owner, uh, Kevin Mahoney. Um, and yeah, I think it's going to be good like for, for, you know, the upcoming season and for after that too, like for players who wants to get, uh, you know, get, get some experience on, in their, uh, in their backpack. I couldn't imagine just walking in, getting my taxes done and be like, Dude, I used to watch you play. You're a professional hockey player. <laughs> I used to watch you play hockey growing up. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, one, one day we're all going to be there. Like all hockey players are going to be at that point, but yeah, I mean, we can do, we can do a little bit of both and gives you uh gives you something else to do instead of like sitting, sitting at home, like playing video games. And, you know, there's, there's always something to, to do and there's always, you know, so much time in your day that you can, take advantage of like especially since our our schedule is pretty flexible um well except if if we have like uh week day games um but you know other than that like we we have so much time that we can all we can just we can just do that like if you're if you're willing to do it mm-hmm. yeah so you mentioned uh usually towards the end we we ask a couple questions that we asked almost all of our guests um but before you told me to remind you about another story that happened in that was... Oh yes, yes. So we, uh, so the team was going on the road trip to uh, Wheeling. It was a three day. Uh, it was a three games back to back to back. Uh, we were going two games in Wheeling Friday, Saturday, and then we were playing in Fort Wayne uh, that Sunday. So, uh, and for some reason, uh, Coach Brand didn't bring me on that trip. So I stayed back. I stayed at the uh, the Maverick Center. Uh, not the Maverick Center, the what's the Urena's name at the in Utah? Maverick Center. Oh, the Maverick Center. Okay, yeah, I was, it is Maverick Center. I, I, I wasn't sure, so I stayed back, skated with the injured injured guys and like the guys that were left behind, uh, and then we. I was following. I was following the team online, like the the scores and everything. So like we ended up losing that first game, the Friday against Wheeling, and then that second that second game, that Saturday game, we were losing four uh, two. And I was watching the game on my computer, and I, out of a sudden, I looked on my phone. My phone was ringing, and it was it was uh, Coach Brennan. I was like, I can't be right. Like I'm like it's middle of the game. It was like second <laughs> intermission. I'm like, what's going on? So pick up the phone. Yeah. Like, Hey coach, how you doing? It was like, Hey, um, can you, uh, can you take a flight tomorrow morning to join us in Fort Wayne? I was like, uh, yeah, sure. Like you just give me all the flight information and, and you know, I'll be, uh, I'll be there as soon as I can. So, um, so I had a f- early, really, really early flight from Utah to uh, Chicago. I had a connecting flight to Chicago and then Chicago to Fort Wayne. So took my, took the, I think it was a 6 a.m. Uh, flight um, in the morning, get to, uh, get to Chicago and, you know, there's no service on the plane. So I landed, opened, like turn on my phone and I get like a bunch of text messages from Coach Brennan saying that my flight from Chicago to Fort Wayne was canceled. So now I'm kind of a pickle. I'm like, well, what did, what do I do now? It's a, you know, it's a three and a three and a half hour drive. Like, uh, what do I do? So he's like, well, why don't you rent a car and join us? And I was like, Oh God. And like, that's, that's going to be a hell of a ride. It was a storm too. That's why like the, that's why the, the flight was canceled from Chicago to Fort Wayne. So I'm like, Oh, that's going to be, that's, that's going to be a ride. 
So ended up, yeah, ended up driving like three and a half hours to Fort Wayne. Uh, got there late, obviously. Like the warm up was already over. Got in the got in the room. Everybody looked at me like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> and uh, you know, just dressed, like geared up, jumped on the ice. And uh, first ship, uh, first ship. I was so uh, I was so sleepy, just like. I was not having it, not in, in the mood. Like, uh, you know, you just, just had like a six early, early morning flight, just drove like three and a half hours in a storm, like on the highway at like probably 30 miles an hour. It was miserable. So I ended up fighting Cody Soul from, from Fort Wayne, like a big six, five, like 230 pound uh, defenseman first chef just to, wake myself up because I knew like if I didn't like I would probably just be sitting on the bench and probably sleeping so ended up finding him in the first period and and um, after that in the second period I I ended up finding him again because uh, I hit one of their guy like uh, center ice and obviously I have to answer the bell like when it when it rings uh, and in the third period I ended up scoring goals so it, it went from me thinking that it's probably going to be my playing my worst game ever to playing one of the most interesting ones. So <laughs> two fights and a goal, <laughs> two, two fights and a goal. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a weird feeling. Like we, we ended up losing that game, I think four to two, but uh, you know, I, you know, you just have to, you just have to do what you got to do once, once the opportunity comes, like you, you don't have many shots like that. So I just decided to take it and do the best, make the best out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Especially if you got to take one for the team and drive in a storm for three and a half hours to, <laughs> to get there I, for the team. Yeah. I was not planning on this, but it just, it just happened. So I just, just made it happen. Now you, um, you weren't married at the time, were you? I was not, I was, I was in relationship with my girlfriend at the time, but, uh, I wasn't married. Um, but yeah, it was it was one of uh, one crazy story. Um, but it was not my craziest game too. Like I, uh, I ended up playing in Peoria in the SPHL at one point. Uh, that was, um, I think that was in 2014. That was just a little bit before uh, I joined uh, the Grizzlies. So I started. I got an invitation to Albany's camp, uh, to the Albany Devils camp. So went there and you know did well. But you know they have a lot of contracted guys, so obviously got cut. Uh, and I that summer I signed with Orlando uh, in for the Solar Bears. Uh, went down there, um, and it was Toronto's affiliation. So they they always sign too many guys on to, on AHL deals. So like they there was no room there too. So they they decided to. Uh, uh, to cut me to, uh, yeah, to, yeah, to cut me. So, um, I was kind of like in a no man's land, not knowing what I was going to do. And I was just about to probably head back home and just call it quit and just say, okay, that's pretty much what I had to do. And the coach in Peoria, Jean-Guy Trudell, like decided to, uh, you know, he called me, he was like, Hey, I know you probably don't want to hear that. Like, you know, you don't want to be playing in the SPHL, like when you've been playing in the coast for a couple of years, and but like, you know, I think it could be a good fit. Like I'll play you a shit ton and like, you can just do your thing. Like, you know, and if the call comes like for you to come up, to come back up, like we'll be happy to just send you back up. But, you know, you can just come down here, see if you like it and see what, see what happens. So decided, well, might as well, like if I'm, I'm already, I'm already in the U S like 
might as well just like give it a shot and handed up handed up probably been the best the best decision I ever made in, in my career like I, from there like I I I was playing a lot and my last game I ended up scoring a goal having an assist and three fights first star so I, I and then from there I signed a HL contract with Albany and that year I went for straight from the, the SPHL to to the American League I think I was one of the first uh, first player to ever do that um, and just skip over ECHL completely well I went there for two weeks just like to say I reported to right. an ECHL team and then they called me back up uh, they called me back up to Albany so that was that was a pretty crazy turn of event like I was I <laughs> would never think in in a million years that that was going to happen but you know that's just one of those things that just it happened yeah so all right we'll get into the questions here at the end which are always very interesting answers first question what is your first hockey memory uh my first hockey memory uh, does it have to be on ice or it could be off ice any any hockey memory it could be watching a game with your dad that you said I want to start playing hockey. Just your very first hockey memory. Uh, first hockey memory, I think it was, uh, I was, it, it, we were in the street. Like I'm from a really small town in Quebec. In Quebec so um, we're, there's not a lot of traffic. There's not a lot of cars that comes by. So we were, I was probably, I was probably two or three and I was not playing, but I was watching my dad and my older brother and also my grandfather. That That's the, probably the only memory I have of him like he died like uh not too long after uh that was the first the first and probably the only memory I have of him and they were all playing in the street uh right in front of my house just like they had two nets like one goalie my well yeah there was one goalie and they were just you know playing and enjoying themselves so that was yeah that was probably like my my first first ever memory of hockey like having a taste of hockey Okay. What's your favorite game you have ever played in? Uh, favorite game? I would, I mean, I would say my first AHL game against Lehigh Valley. Like, uh, as you know, you get back, like you finally get to a certain level and like, you're, you know, you're trying to reach like your goals and like, yeah, it happened for once. And yeah, it was just like a, a pretty special moment. Just like, getting that jersey on and playing your first game after you know working and like being rejected or like downgraded like to a you know to a to a low point where you're almost to the point of quitting so like going and playing that same year in in the American League for the Devils that was probably yeah that was probably my my favorite moment my favorite like hockey hockey game that just to suit up for for the Albany Devils I bet I bet that was like just a super prideful moment just proud to get to where you were at yeah I mean it it just like it just shows that I know it's cliche to say that but you know like if you don't give up like you know anything can happen like if you just still have your your eyes on the target and like you know if you do what if you do what's right like things are going to come things are going to come for you and and good things are going to come so I just kept my head straight I kept a positive mind and then that year I just made that that big step and it was you know, it, I worked hard for it and it, I got rewarded. So it was, it was just one of those moments. Okay. Who was uh, your biggest influence in hockey growing up? 
um, coach or parents or just your complete biggest influence could even be a player. I mean, obviously my dad, you know, like he's, he's played before, like never to the professional level, but junior, like major junior back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's always pushed me to, you know, play hockey and like do best. And if you're going to play, if you're going to, if you want to play hockey, like you may, you would got to make sure that you push yourself to like, to know like what's your limit, like where, where can you go? Like how far can you go to and make sure that you don't slow down and you don't feel complacent. Like if you, if you reach a certain level that you're, you're comfortable or like you're happy to like never be satisfied with that. So you always taught me like to never, you know, to never feel like complacent about what, what I'm getting or like what I'm doing. So, and always work hard and always work harder than, you know, the guy next, next to you. So yeah, he's probably been my, my biggest influence. That's awesome. Um, this question I like just because sometimes, especially people in ECHL, AHL, um, they don't know how to answer it because they're obviously under different team organizations, but who's your favorite hockey team? <laughs> um, <laughs> or, or who was your favorite hockey team growing up? I guess. We could no, say. <laughs> I mean, I, the Boston Bruins. They're okay. still they're still my favorite hockey team. Uh, I love watching them. You know, uh, they have a lot of grit. They've always had like a competitive team. They've always been, you know, solid team. Like they have like some good veterans and like young guns that are just pushing the the older guys. And you know, they're just they're just fun to watch. You know, Pasternak, Marshan, Bergeron, like Chara, like you know, they they have a lot of talent. They have a lot of good good players, and it's just fun to watch them. But back back when I was growing up, like when Milan Lucic like first joined the league, like when he first got drafted by Boston, you know, he was kind of my, my, my idol, like just the way he was playing, he was playing tough. He was, you know, he was, and he could still skate, he could still make plays and he could still score. So it kind of gave me a little, uh, little model to follow, like what, what he does, like when he's on the ice, like how he does it and, you know, just try to mimic him pretty much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the Boston, it, it didn't, it wasn't really, uh, I wasn't really uh, welcome at home uh, because my, my family are diehard Montreal Canadian fans. So like the Boston Bruins and the, the, the Canadian rivalry was pretty hard at that time. So uh, of course it created a lot, you know, animosity in my family, but not like, you know, friendly animosity, just like, just to uh, mess around with them at first. But when I started growing up and getting older, obviously I started to get to know like the players, like who was playing and like, and just like started to love like watching them. And since then I've been, I've been following them even, even now. Now, you know, you're in New York, right? You, you guys aren't supposed to like any Boston teams. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not an official New York resident, so I can still, I can still, <laughs> I can still get to choose uh, my favorite team, but once I get official, uh, I'm probably gonna have to figure something out. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably gonna <laughs> probably gonna have to change my mind about it. Well, you kind of answered uh, the fifth question too, which was which player did you, you know, kind of shape your play around? So you answered that one. So we'll go into the last. Which um, so all the other questions we kind of word differently. Um, just kind of ask similar questions, but this, this last question, we ask every guest this exact question and we actually get a interesting variety of answers. Um, we've had one answer 
from multiple people, which seems to be a common thing. Um, But if you could change one rule in the NHL, what would it be and why? Oh, wow. Um... Oh, that's a that's a really good question. I didn't never actually thought about that. Um, I mean, they have to they have to somehow like change the too many men. Uh, I would say the too many men thing. Like, if if it's really obvious that they're like six men on the ice, like okay, but like they're I th- I think they're just way too strict about it and they have to uh they have to do a better job like the refs like to acknowledge okay like he had one one foot on the ice like one skate on the ice like just Mm -hmm. give him you know give him a break but if it's obvious it's obvious but other than that there's nothing that comes to mind actually what are the what are the most common uh, it's mostly it's it's goalie um related um a lot of them Crap, I forget what it's called now. Having the blink, um, the the shape, <laughs> the triangle, the, the 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 blue, the blue paint, the uh, trapezoid. Sorry. Oh, the, oh yeah. Behind the net. Yeah, they would they would change the almost. We we've had probably four people. I'll say trapezoid. Really? They would change, yeah. Huh. Just because like, if they just, if they took to... it out, it'd be just more fast paced, more. You know, yeah. They, they want the speed. I guess I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, that's that just concerned like the, the goalies, I feel like. Yeah, it could put the goalie at high risk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't want to have your goalie like in a corner and you yeah, got one guy, like you got one player coming full speed to get the puck and, you know, like can't get out of the way, smoke the goalie, like things like that happen. It happens in the NHL and like it's more often than usual. So, yeah, um, you know, some yeah, goalies good, want to come out know, and play, but. Yeah, yeah, I mean, back in the days, like, if you would put that that rule with you know Ron Eckstall and like Chris Osgood, like those those guys that love to handle the puck, like the same for Pat Patrick Roy, like you know, Eckstall would come that out and get in fights. Yeah, he would go and like go for the hit and not go for yeah. the puck. Like he would, he was one of the crazy ones, that's for sure. So well, that's all we got today. We certainly appreciate you taking the time out and joining us and especially taking the time away for your family. Please thank your family for us for giving us some time. And uh, we certainly wish nothing but the best in the future. And we can't wait to see you back on the ice again here skating soon. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for, thank you so much for having me. It was. uh... So we'll, uh, we'll definitely keep following. We'll stay in touch and we hope to see you up in the NHL here soon. I mean, I think that train has passed, like a, a, that sh- that boat has shipped already. Um, hey, you, you know, said it. You I'm keep, not, you not keep getting working. younger, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting younger. But uh, you know, it's still still there. I mean, there's still you know a possibility, small chance, but you never know. Always a chance. Always a chance. <laughs> All right, again, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it, man. All right, thank you so much. Cheers, guys.